The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is my friend Daniel Ryder. He is the publisher of Northampton Living and Long Meadow Neighbors. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yep. It's, it's oh, nice to have okay. you. <laughs> Come on close. There All you right. go. Um, so, Daniel, I'm not sure when we met, but we perhaps met at a Northampton I actually do remember when we met. Show. It was at, um, he took me to the Chowder House in... Uh, was it Hatfield? What's the place called over Smithsonian. there? Smithsonian. Yeah, Smithsonian. Yeah. So um, I took you, yeah, or you, you took me. You took me. I did. Well, you invited me there. It was like you doubled up the meeting. You know, <laughs> like you were talking to someone else. You're like, well, you might as well come along too. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, I don't believe. How you. did we connect? <laughs> did you reach out to me? Um, I think you did with your publication, right? Yeah, I think that no, Jess actually from the chamber. She Jess she linked Thompson. us up. Yeah. Heck of a connector. She is the best connector yeah. out of anyone I've ever met. Because I, I remember when I first moved out here, I met her like somewhat recently, and she just fell in love with what I was doing, and she just started she like connecting me. She gave you my with, name, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And started connecting with different people that are involved in the chamber. and. So you reached out to me, and then I invited you to lunch. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the chowder house is so good. It is good. Such a great place to meet. Yeah, and I like the, um, you know, it's funny, when you always go to a place like that, you assume you got to get the New England clam chowder. Did you? Well, I got that th that time, <laughs> but I've learned it's the seafood chowder is the go-to, right? Yeah. It's like the award-winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even now have a like a thing, one of those cutouts that you can stick your face in and take pictures with. I don't know if you've checked that out yet, but. And is your face like a bowl of chowder or is it um, like a it's lobster? It's a lobster, I oh, think, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. It's yeah. pretty great. Peter Langless um, started that probably 30 years ago, and now I think his the son. The restaurant or the cutout? His son is running it. Um, The restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. His son did the cutout. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's usually when you hand things off, it tends to change and morph in really cool unique ways so Absolutely. the chowder house lives on yeah and um thanks to jess thompson for introducing us absolutely i appreciate shout that out you jess thompson remember shout out that. Northampton chamber yeah. of Commerce. and so you're involved with the chamber i am yeah. yeah i love being a part of the chamber um they're so supportive um you know vince jack jess Jana. um they're always like so supportive of everything i do and Good, great place. I actually might go there after this, to be honest with you. Because uh, <laughs> they're right around the corner from the station. Yeah, right around the corner. Um, I go there and, like, you know, bounce ideas off of them and just kind of always just, just thinking of different ways we can kind of support the business community. And so, yeah, I love them. Love it. So you're a publisher. I am, yes. And so you have two publications, Northampton Neighbors and – or Northampton Living Northampton and Living. Longmeadow Well, you neighbors. have to distinguish that because yeah. Northampton Neighbors is, a, is an organization here in Northampton – so, yes, this is Northampton Living, a publication, and the other one is Longmeadow Neighbors. And so was there, did you want it to be Northampton Neighbors, or um, was it always going to be Northampton Living? I, I think I like the, the the sound of Northampton Living, and then um, when I was starting Longmeadow, Longmeadow Neighbors sounded better to me. And also, I kind of like that it's like NLLN, so there's kind of like some like symmetry there. Got it. Yeah. It's your which, thing. Which, by the, yeah, kind of in a way, which, by the way, may I add, today is 3223. Yeah, so it's a palindrome day. <laughs> so maybe I do kind of like that yeah. type of stuff. Nice. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit how you got into publishing. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, we were going to talk about my background at the MBA. Um, so I, I come from a content background. 
Um, so I worked at the National Basketball Association for 12 years. Um, there I was in international television programming. So um, I built the television schedules and involved in the operations with uh, a channel called NBA TV International, which there's a domestic channel here called NBA TV. I was the one behind NBA TV International. Um, we went out to 120 countries and territories. So um, I like to say I went from global to hyper-local. <laughs> I love it. And so for the NBA, you were in charge of programming, and that's sort of what spurned, spun this so, yeah, desire so, to publish? Like every month I would put together like the television schedule for that month, and I'd always be, you know, I'd try to do like different programming stunts, um, like maybe it was it's Kobe's birthday, so you do like a, a bunch of like Kobe's best games or his best shows, or maybe that Kobe. I know, I know. Well, I, yeah, you got to give that. Still <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest, you know. Um, or you know, recently uh, number one scoring leader LeBron James. Like you know, say we're we're airing a game that night of him. Maybe I'd air some of like his classic games like leading into that. So I was always like very interested in how just like putting those pieces together or coming up with like creative ideas. Um, like say, for example, um, July is a slow month in the NBA. It's off season, but we would, I made it like all-star month. So I would air like all the past all-star games from the July in July and um, just things of that nature. Yeah. Like fun things like that. So, you know, I think it's really interesting that you were at the NBA for 12 years. I mean, that's just before that 13, right? Then it would have been unlucky. No, well, <laughs> I mean, that's a long time to be somewhere, anywhere. Sure. Um, so what was it about the NBA that made you stay for all that time? Um, I love basketball. I love the NBA. Um, it was a dream to work there. It really was. You know, every day, like a productive conversation at work was talking about how like someone scored 40 points last night. You know, <laughs> like that was the water cooler talk. That was so fun. Um, and so, yeah, I just loved being a part of that world. Um, I got to travel a ton. I went to, you know, in those 12 years, I think I went to like 10 All-Star games. Um, I went to maybe like eight or nine finals. Um, and then also being a Cleveland boy, which was amazing. Um, you know, when LeBron was on the Cavs, they went to the, the finals four straight years. And so, you know, I got a trip home and also I'm going to the finals games to work. <laughs> so that was just such a great, you know, kind of marriage, so to speak. So did you have a, a core at work? Were you encouraged to like play ball with each other? How did you? You know, you that's know? always one of the questions that we always got. And every time someone brought it, I'm like, yeah, why don't we have a court here? Like, I mean, the, really, I would just. We had like in our lobby, we had like <laughs> kind of like a fake court, you know? It was like when you walk in, there was like a hoop up, but no one was really playing on it. But I think that was a lost uh, opportunity. I yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how else would you take out your angst with your coworker? It's just like turn to someone and be like, hey, court, five minutes. Yeah, that been a... <laughs> no We're kidding. playing around the world. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, like I hated that email. You, me, court, yeah, <laughs> now. I, love... I mean, really? I don't know. You're not I think wrong. I might. I think I might have to send an email after the yeah, show. Yeah, there over. could have been some liability things, though. I'm well... sure they were probably tried to avoid. <laughs> someone twisted ankle at work. I... Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. In Northampton, we used to have this fundraiser with the police and the fire departments, and it was um, at Smith Folk on the football field, 
and every year someone would get taken away in an ambulance oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and get super hurt. So I mean, that's a big rivalry, you know. Fire, fire <laughs> Everyone police, really, you know, came they're gonna out. go hard at that, I mean, right? Maybe, <laughs> right? It just so. I'm sure there's a big build up to that too. You know, they were talking smack uh, to each other for like weeks beforehand. Probably, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of a little bit understand the, the hesitancy around having a court, but I also feel like it would be healthy and cathartic. Absolutely. Even just to throw up a, a few shots every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just, you know, instead of maybe just sitting all day, whatever. So it looks like you have an email to write. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think I do. <laughs> Missed opportunity. So you grew up in the Midwest. I did. What was that like? What was it like? Um, honestly, like growing up in the Midwest kind of reminds me a lot of Western Massachusetts. Um, you know, it's just people are, are, are nice. They care about each other. Um, good values, you know, people hold the door for each other, things of that nature, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good upbringing. You know, I had a good education. Um, I know you you wrote out your notes. I went to Orange High School, not I Orange, did. Massachusetts. I did. I wrote <laughs> MA question mark because, you know, I was checking you out on LinkedIn before this. Sure. Yeah. Like a good host. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's that's true where you should get all your research. <laughs> well, Bits and pieces, right? Shouldn't all come from one source. Well, in lieu of a Wikipedia page, right? Right. You know, Joy, maybe we'll get on my Wikipedia page next time. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get that started. <laughs> Just trying to give you a to-do list over here. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so, well, actually, this might be the start of my Wikipedia page. Don't you have to have, like, references or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. So here we you go. you le- legitimize yourself. I'll just, Joanne, can you transcribe this and we'll put it on Wikipedia? <laughs> Uh, no, that's not part of my job duties. So, yeah, um, Orange High School. Yeah, suburb of Cleveland. Um, it was in Orange, Ohio. So that's why it was called Orange High School. Go Lions. Orange Lions. Nice. Yeah. We were the Blue Devils in Northampton. We yeah. are the Blue Devils. Still the Blue Devils. Still. Yeah. It's, makes a good theme song. Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh, is that what, is that what they would play? Like, at, yeah, uh, I mean, for for the for the women's sports. Okay. Yeah, right. in addition to other other songs, but that was kind play? of our field hockey. Ah, okay. Western Mass champs my senior year. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well done, Tara Brewster. <laughs> I was the girl who stood in the back of the field and made daisy chains and prayed to God nobody would hit the ball to me. Well, I also <laughs> would smoke ciggy butts and then go try to run on the field and stuff. So. That's not good. Yeah. No. So young so, and stupid yeah, back exactly. then. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not good. My kids are like, ew, cigarettes. Um, anyways, here we are. We have to take our first break. Oh, we You're barely talked about to it. the Western Massachusetts <laughs> Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Daniel Ryder of Northampton Longmeadow Neighbors and Northampton Living. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Daniel Ryder, who is the publisher of Northampton Living and Longmeadow Neighbors, also of Ryder Media. So maybe you could tell me a little bit, Daniel, about Ryder Media and what that encompasses so yeah, let's take a step back. Okay, um, so I am uh, I have a parent company that I'm like basically an independent contractor of called Best Version Media. Um, it's kind of like a franchise model in a way. 
So they have over 1,200 publications they deliver across the country, all very similar to this, like this type of style, like putting families and residents on the cover every month and just being all about like positive community stories. So um, Rider Media, is I'm the owner of Rider Media, and we publish Northampton Living and Longmeadow Neighbors in conjunction with Best Version Media. Best version media, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, were you an employee of Best Version Media? Not really. Beforehand, it's not really like an employee. Like I'm a, a contractor. Indep- I'm an independent contractor. Got basically. it. Yeah. Got it. That's kind of um, the structure. Got yeah. it. So, what made you decide to franchise? Yeah. So, um, you know, we had, as we had talked about, I was living in Jersey for 12 years, um, and then. Me and my then fiance, uh, we <laughs> I were. I have one of those. Well, we're married now. Oh, but, okay. Oh, I yeah. thought you were like, yeah, no, no, no. Right. It, it, I we saw that yeah, one through. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, good. So, you know, we were. No going... judgment. <laughs> I'm sh- Yeah, okay. We'll leave that one alone. Um, I met your fiance. She's lovely. Your wife. wife. Yes, wife now. Yeah. Fiance then. Yeah. You guys did meet, yeah. I mean, we five. did, we did. I remember that part. I don't remember my first meeting with you, but I remember meeting her. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Always a plus. <laughs> um, wait, I okay. wait. Yeah. You so you went. You grew up in the Midwest. Oh yeah. You went to Miami. Oh Miami University. Yes. Okay. Which, by the way, it's called Miami University, not Miami of Ohio. Common mis- mis- nomenclature, but um, not Miami. What? A lot of people say Miami of Ohio. It's actually called Miami University. And we have actually a saying there. Um, Miami was a school before Florida was a state. <laughs> Wait, I totally thought Miami University was in Florida. That's University of Miami. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? And, that, and that's another. So they always go by the U. Yeah. And that's to distinguish against, uh, you know, versus Miami University. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for all of these. Yeah, sure. You know, here, I'm, I'm educating at Cleveland, Miami University. It's really good. Yeah. Feeling global. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we're worried. So after university. Oh, yeah. So Miami University, um, I was obsessed with sports and, you know, just hellbent. Can I say hellbent, Joanne? Let's, we'll Joan. Go. It's Joan. Joan, But sorry. that's okay. And yes, you can say hellbent. Okay. So I was hellbent on getting a, a career in sports. So I got an unpaid internship with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, that was a fun time. It was actually the year when Allen Iverson got traded. So it was a weird cloud like hanging over uh, the franchise. But it was, it was a great experience for me. And then um, catapulted that into an entry-level position at the NBA. And then built myself up into you know international television programming for NBA TV International. So I was doing that for 12 years. And was that based in New York? Um, so my office was based in Secaucus, New Jersey, and people that um, maybe they watch basketball, they do like the, they do the instant replays, and they'll be like, let's go to Secaucus, and like so there was a big like replay room, replay room there, um, and then there was another office in New York. So I kind of like split my time between Secaucus, New Jersey, and New York. Um, so yeah, did that for twelve years, and me and my now wife got engaged, and we kind of just started thinking about. Where do we want to raise a family? Like, where do we want to live? Where do we want to put down roots? Um, kind of reached the point. I think we kind of reached our end point of being in that New York, New Jersey area. You know, can kind of wear Saturation. on you a little bit. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. four years, yeah. and I don't think I could have done another moment. Just that, like, that rat race, just like, you know, I talked before about how, 
hear people treat people like people. Sometimes in New York, you're just an object in the way. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff just kind of wore on me a little bit. So um, we were going down that traditional wedding path and then started seeing the dollar signs. And to my wife's credit, she was like, why are we doing this for one night? Let's buy a house. And I'm like, you are smart. Um, thank you. <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so we just kind of put out a wide net and we had an idea. Um, she wanted to get like a real like unique house. And I thought, you know, had they lived in Jersey in a small apartment <laughs> surrounded by people? I'm like, you know what? It might be nice to have a little space and land. Um, so we found this house and we live in Huntington um, and we're on 13 acres and it's uh renovated farmhouse from 1820 it's even in like the historical um historical registry and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so that led us to move out to western mass fell in love with the house learn more about the area fell in love with the area and then obviously i needed to find a way to pay the mortgage um and then i found this opportunity to do these publications and it just kind of seemed to fall right in my wheelhouse um as i mentioned before i loved putting together curating the content every single month for nba tv international for like television and this is very similar, just in print form. I'm curating monthly content. Um, and I love the fact that it's like positive. I love the fact that it's all about the residents. It's local. Um, and I just thought uh, this is this is great content that I feel like people would enjoy. And it seems to be coming true. And so your first issue was in 2020? Yeah, October 2020. Um uh, the uh, Salon 241. Yeah, Katie a- and Andrea. Katie and Andrea, which was so cool. Um, shout out to them. That was awesome for them taking the leap with us. And, um, you know, and also just being in Northampton, I was I was very proud of the fact that we could have a, a same-sex couple be on the cover and just kind of show that part of the community. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, Katie and Andrea are much beloved members of the community. I know a lot of people that go and get their hair done there and I haven't been there in a while but someone told me last night they have uh, the the cover framed oh I'm sure in the, in the salon so I gotta go back there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know my I don't get those type of haircuts you know those, those yeah. fancy haircuts yeah. like that yeah so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it um, they have two boys and the boys yeah. go to the same school as my kids so okay cool my kids are all they're all friends with them but again that's another why why I think this is so cool because it's like you saw Andrea and Katie on the cover, and you're like, my kids go to the same school. Oh, yeah. Like, there's that immediate connection to this. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Much, much beloved members. And um, I've known a lot of people on your covers, actually. I'm sure you have. Well, um, you know a lot of people. Uh, that I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making my rounds around the 413. Um, Never has her auto, op- auto office on the, on the Yeah, way, right? The well, that's why. <laughs> She can yeah, be reached. So she can be reached twenty four seven if yeah. anyone needs to reach her. Well, someone can can reach out. I don't know if they'll get a response. Uh, Media response. Media. No. Um, it, it was actually really funny when um, Monty used to be here. He would get up early for his shows, and often I would get up early just because of insomnia or old age or the pandemic old or whatever. Age. <laughs> well, older age. I mean, I feel like I'm getting to this new place in my life where like sleep doesn't really come in the way that it used to come Mm. um in terms of like eight hour blocks of time Mm. so um so anyway so i would i would often email or text him at three or four in the morning (laughs) he'd be like brewster what are you doing 
Go back to bed. Where he was just waking up. You'd been up no, all night. No, he was, he was at work. Yeah, he was uh, already okay. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. He, he was at work starting his day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was already like here and doing radio stuff. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that it's it's great and it's a testament to you and to your publications that you have so many beloved people on the cover. Um yeah, thank you. Um, well, I think it's a testament to these communities. There's a lot of beloved people in the communities, right? Um, you know, we haven't really had someone on that people are like, you have featured that person, you know? <laughs> but um, so that's that's cool. That's good. I mean, because now you're in two communities. Mm-hmm. How are you getting nominations for people to be featured in your magazines? I like that you said the nominations. Um, so that is part of it. Sometimes uh, people, neighbors uh, will reach out and be like, hey, you should really tell so-and-so's story. Uh, a lot of times people volunteer. Um, sometimes we'll reach out to people if we think it'll be a cool story and that they're active in the community and maybe they just want to participate. But um, I, the, the one thing I do want to point out, though, is you know sometimes when, I, when we ask people to be featured, a lot of times they say, like, well, I don't really have a story. And... Well, I've been doing this long enough to tell people that, like, everyone has a story to tell and everybody's interesting in some way. And so I just I get why people could be shy about it, but you don't always have to be. Well, I like that. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it is exposing, but it's exposing in a good way, you know, and I think people benefit from learning other people's stories for sure, especially neighbors. Well, it's always going to be positive stories. Yeah. And we always make sure that the residents, they read through it their article that they like what we're saying you know things of that nature we would never want to like misrepresent someone yeah i appreciate that i appreciated you featuring the david ruggles center um, oh yeah we're gonna talk about is this this segment or next segment i think next segment we probably should do that we need to take another break this is tara brewster you've been listening to the western mass business show my guest today is daniel Ryder, who is a writer media we'll be right back The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Daniel Ryder, who is the owner of Ryder Media and the publisher of Northampton Living and the Longmeadow Neighbors. <laughs> He's so happy. He's like, <laughs> just wrap it all into one, girl. And I just did it for you. Yeah, that was, that was um, perfect. Spot yes. On. Yeah. So, you know, I think we started to talk about this a little bit in the last segment. Um, you know, past issues that you're proud of. Do you yeah. have any like real highlights of ones that stand out in your head and why you're why you're super proud of one over another or one that just stands out to you in some way? I mean, there's so many. Um, you know, for January, we were happy to do the 100th anniversary of the United Way, um, our United Way based in Northampton. That was such a cool story to do and just so proud of the work they've done. Um, we did another feature on Mana Kitchen, which, you know, they provide over 1,200 free meals a week to people right here in Northampton. Um, you know, the, the Chung family that I think you, you actually introduced me to mm-hmm. them. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's the, um, what is it, Director of Exclusivity and Diversity at, at Smith, Smith College. Yeah, Floyd. Yeah, Floyd's really good the one. best. Um, I mean, just I could just keep going on and on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
on and on. Yeah. Keep on, going. On and on. <laughs> um, here's another one that was really fun. We did um, we did a feature on Chelsea Sunday Klein. Um, you know, she's the executive director of the Cancer Connection now, and I just love the way she she had a quote in there, and we took it for the title, and it just fits kind of what I'm doing too. And she said, "It's all about storytelling for good." And that just so hit home for me. Yeah, spreading the positivity message. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, here I am in a radio show. Another one I was really proud of to get was Carol Cutting last year. Um, We did that for March March Women's History Month about a year ago. And she's, um, what's her radio station? 106.3? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if that's like a competitor or something. (laughs) It's all the same. We're all together in this. Radio promotes radio. We and, all promote each other, yeah. And then we're still waiting to get you on there, uh, yes, Mrs. Brewster. Yes, one day. <laughs> I keep pushing, keep holding on. We'll get you. Push. I think originally I was like, you do, you, you do the did. magazine, and you, I'll do the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> so you're next. I, I think I think you asked me originally, and I said no, and then I gave you some other people. You did. Okay, so that was pretty. Yeah, good. I've yeah. been I've been filling your pipeline for you. Um, but yeah, the, the David Ruggle Center um, yeah. was another one. That and that was, was one you helped me with. So yeah. appreciative. I mean, what a cool story to do that. We did that for um, Black History Month last month, last year. Yeah. Um, and so David Ruggles, um, I mean, I didn't know that much about yeah. that story. And I think a lot of people even right here in Northampton, Florence, probably don't know about that story. Yeah. And yeah. so just to be able to shed that light that just this happened right here. Yeah. Florence used to be a utopia. Yeah. I mean, that's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really cool, and the the David Ruggles Center really tries to showcase um, the the history, the abolitionist, and the Black history that we have in the Northampton area, specifically Florence, because of um, the Committee for Northampton and all the work they did around equality and um, just equal rights, and and especially during a time when that wasn't the case. You know, it was really white men were rulers and everyone well, else was what's interesting <laughs> though about david ruggles like he seems to be kind of lost in history mm-hmm. like everyone knows frederick douglas mm-hmm. but david ruggles helps free yeah. frederick douglas right. yeah and then he helps free like what over a thousand people or something like that i don't know the exact numbers yeah but. yeah so so david ruggles really um was instrumental in connecting and engaging you know he was uh one of the um uh he was the first um, black bookstore owner and just really um, instrumental in, in making connections with people here and trying to get more movement for um, for former former slaves um, to have to have property um, to have have rights to freedom um, to gain their freedom and so yeah I I think that the David Ruggle Center is um, just a real gem amongst all of the nonprofits that we have here and we have so many nonprofits here um, so if anyone hasn't been there yeah. I encourage them to check it out very very cool yeah yeah davidruggles.org um, for people who want to go to the website and look um, pretty soon. The tours are going to start in the spring, um, and we have a couple events coming up. Um, Founders Day is in April, um, which is our anniversary, and I know Steve Strymer, who's one of the founders of Collective Copies in Florence, and Amherst is going to be doing um, tours out of the center. And if you've never been on a, on a David Ruggles Center tour of Florence, it's definitely not to be missed. So That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you should yeah. do that. I, I think it's April 8th. Um, oh, okay. I have to, I'm gonna write that I have down. to check my 
check my calendar. So this is why I brought a notebook. Yeah, write, like, things it's like good. This yeah, so we can have some back and forth note taking. Um, and then not to be remiss, I have to do at least one log metal plug. Um, one I was really proud of there that we did the um, recent president for Bay Path University. And so that just kind of like really, that was just so fun to be able to get that story. So Yeah, and... You know, I haven't done a lot of of um, work in Longmeadow recently, but it's such a it's such a cool community. How did you pick Northampton? How did you pick Longmeadow? You know, are you going to feature other towns in the future? Like, what are your dreams around this stuff? Yeah, um, thanks for asking that. So, I mean, I just I just have affinity for Northampton, uh, so I was definitely drawn to this town and wanted to do a publication here. And um, I understand the diversity of people here, and I just thought it would make for such great stories. So I was happy to, and, and you know, the art scene and just so much about this town I thought would be so cool to do Northampton. Um, and then to be honest, like the more I was out here talking to businesses, people kept asking me, like, let me know if you ever do Longmeadow. Let me know if you ever do Longmeadow. They kept asking me about it. And the more I looked into Longmeadow, again, I'm somewhat new of a resident here. I moved here in November 2019. Um, I just fell in love with Longmeadow. And it kind of really reminded me of, like, where I grew up. Um, just, like, a nice, like, community, nice town. Um, everyone kind of just seems to, like, look out for each other and really appreciate their town in a lot of ways. So um, it seemed like a natural fit for me to go to that town. Um and it's kind of funny. I had someone tell me it's like it seems like it's like a funny telling of like both sides of my personality, like having like Northampton and Longmeadow because they're kind of like completely different towns. But <laughs> they, they are a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I fit in both of them for different reasons. So, yeah. So do you have to worry about uh, like towns being taken per se? Like how is the how well, does I'm, it work with the the parent company and all you know because you had said there were so many publications that were already in existence through. yeah so i was the first one to do this in western massachusetts um and then so the only two that are currently in print i have another colleague janet street who's starting one in amherst um another one we're starting in belchertown the publisher is heaven golden and um someone in pittsfield just is about to start uh, his name is Colby Zarati. And, um, you know, the idea is like, I don't want to stretch myself too thin. I would start another one. But right now, I'm probably more so trying to recruit people that have interest in doing this. So um, if that's something that anyone has interest in, maybe, you know, East Hampton or East Longmeadow or Wilbraham, um, just throw it out some town days. South Hadley, you and, know, if, so they can reach out to me if they're interested in that. And so are all of the people that you just named, are they under the rider umbrella or are they independent of you? So we brought up Best Version Media before. So technically I'm like the Western Mass Market re market Manager. And part of that is helping these people get to print because I've already done this. You know, I've gone through the pains and stuff like that and I can be kind of a, 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 a you know, guiding them mm -hmm. in a way. Like and then, a sales manager. Um, publication yes manager. Yes and no. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of interesting because it's not this typical corporate structure, whereas most people think like you have your boss and they're, you know, hounding you to send emails or whatever. The, we're all independent contractors through Best Version Media. So it's really on you to go out there and do the work. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just there to kind of lift them up, encourage them, help them in any way, offer guidance, that type of thing, you know. <laughs> And so are you printing these magazines locally? 
Uh, no. So again, my parent company, they, they print them for me. Um, they're based out of Milwaukee. So they print them, they distribute them. They help me with a designer, um, and other, some kind of like, you know, kind of back office administrative, like those type of things they help out with. So if you were talking to people who might be thinking about getting into this, what yeah. would you say to them? Um, it's an awesome ride. <laughs> you know, you get to meet a lot of people. You get to be a part of a community. Um, you get to tell stories, which is actually one of my favorite things about this. Shed light on on people that maybe wouldn't normally have the attention put on them. And um, and then, yeah, there's some there's some pretty decent income potential as well. So, you know. Nice. I like that. I like, um, you know, the fact that you moved here in 2019 and were able to just launch into this from being a transplant from somewhere else. And I mean, great. without this, I, it's interesting because, you know, normally someone that moves to a town, they don't know anyone. It would take you so long to meet people and get to know people. Here I am three years later and, you know, I you built know a pretty everybody. great network, yeah. you know, with these two towns and, and the greater Pioneer Valley. I agree. Well, we need to take a break. Daniel Ryder, publisher of Northampton Living and Long Meadow Neighbors. This is Tara Brewster on the Western Mass Business Show. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Daniel Ryder of Ryder Media and the publisher of Northampton Living and Longmeadow Neighbors. Hello. Here we are. Last segment. Mm -hmm. We you, did it. You nailed almost. that intro this time, though. <laughs> You're like, can you just add this and this and do it all together? I'm like, sure thing. Got it. You know, I got I to keep it tight. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um. So, you know, one thing that I was reading from your LinkedIn and from your website, um, uh -huh. which what what is your website, by the way? Oh, thanks for asking. It's ridermedia.com. And Great. my last name is spelled R-E-I-D-E-R. <laughs> which so, I had to phonetically spell R-I-D-E-R yeah. to not say the other way I was saying. I'm not it. even going to say it because then I'll say it wrong. Austrian German, <laughs> German dialect, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. No, yeah. I get it. I My former name was Tetro. So Tetro. I had a lot of... Um, extra that's, that's vowels a cool name. in Why don't there. Why do you go by Tetro? It's my it's my middle oh, it's your maiden name, name. Well, it's my maiden name, and it's my middle name. Anyway, oh, cool. it's still in there. Can it's I call still you that now? Can I call you Tara sure. Tetro? Sure. Oh no, not Tara Tetro, just Tetro. Sure. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, you talk about um social media and print mm -hmm. as like what your magazine is. Can yeah. you explain that concept a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um. You know, most people when they think of social media, what do they think of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. But basically what that those are, or those are platforms for social media. Social media is about being a part of a network and connecting with people. So these publications are another platform of social media. You know, because we highlight the families and uh, in, the, in the communities, you know, one of the reasons you're on Facebook is because your families and friends are on Facebook, right? Um, and then another reason we kind of think of it social media and print, you know, we encourage residents uh, to submit content. Um, we've gotten things like from, we've gotten poems um, and different stories uh, that people want to like highlight in town. And so this is another forum for residents to kind of, you know, use this to kind of like reach their residents. Um, 
And then lastly, why we consider it being social media and print, because, you know, it is about being a part of a network. You know, when these publications hit mailboxes, I know it because, um, you know, I get calls, emails, text messages, Facebook messages, you name it. People get so excited about these publications. And it's a topic of conversation every single month. So, you know, if you're a business that sponsors with us, you're a part of that conversation every month as well. I look forward to getting it in my mailbox. Um, I'm not sure how many households in Florence, Northampton, Leeds get it, but um, I always make sure to pass it on to someone who I think will find the cover story really interesting. Um, So I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the attention to detail and the the local storytelling. And I do agree that um, it is social media and print. It is a way for for us to connect and to highlight one another um, in a really tangible way. And for me, social media is not tangible. You know, I need like the the paper, the mm-hmm. paper and the, the handouts. If anyone's ever come into contact with me in a meeting or whatever, I'm usually handing out other people's things mm. or leaving them around. So if I ever go away, the, the pieces of paper that follow me will go away too. Be but careful. You have a stack of papers waiting for you outside. The I, well, it's, <laughs> I, it, what comes around goes around, right? Sure. It's, um, it's all cyclical. I'm sure people are chuckling that that know me because I, I do it regularly, but, um, and so within your publication, you also have something that is pretty consistent. Um, and I think you refer to them as expert contributors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty cool thing for businesses. So as an expert contributor, uh, it's one per field. So there's an exclusivity to it and you're listed in the beginning of the publication every single month as the expert in that field. Um, you get an ad in the publication with that as well. And then you get a right to write up to four educational articles per year. So it's a form of content marketing. Um, so, you know, you can show your knowledge in your field, maybe sh- uh, write something that maybe people aren't necessarily thinking about um, that maybe you deal with every single day. And so the idea is, you know, a resident reads your article. They like what you have to say. We put your ad right next to it and they can easily give you a call. Yeah. One of my neighbors is a contributor, I think, Craig De La Pena. Yes. Yes. He just wrote an article for us in our February issue. Um, I think it was about rail trails. Yeah, I know he's really big of the rail trails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, I had a call with him the other day and he just went on and on about all these rail trail wars that are happening, um, not just in Massachusetts, but across the, the country and just the real impact that um making these old rail lines bike paths um what that will do for the economy and how it will yeah. change the dynamics of a town and a lot of like you know hill towns and and towns that are old mill towns that haven't seen any kind of traffic so he's already like planning great cause. some really I think that's so cool you know he's trying to he's trying to improve the communities and yep. that's amazing. I, I my hats off to him. Yeah. He found a passion that he's fighting for. It. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I I think you know with with every good deed or, or good intention, it's like there are other people that really um, don't necessarily want the, want those converted. Um, into, sure. Yeah, we don't have to in, touch that yeah, right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's always a little bit of a heated conversation for him. Um, so are you looking for other contributors that you don't have in categories? Like, do you think, you know, you're missing something or you're looking for something that might round it out a little bit better for people to think about? Yeah. I mean, I think some of the medical fields are definitely lacking in both these publications. Um, 
you know, who doesn't want to read about, you know, maybe how to prevent sickness or maybe even some of those other health industries, um, better ways to take care of yourself. Um, those are some big ones. Um, this tends to do, these publications tend to do very well with home services and like personal services. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, my romantic idea is like, you know, you're sitting on your kitchen counter Sunday morning with a cup of coffee. Maybe you're reading a expert contributor article on someone talking about the new advancements in kitchens. And then you're looking around your kitchen and you're like, you know what? Maybe I should give that person a call because like that sounds really cool. And I want to I want to maybe check that out for my own house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and wellness, I think, is really important. You know, my last guest. Um, last week was Dr. Lynette Watkins, who's mm. the CEO at Cooley Dickinson Hospital. Yeah, right. And she was talking about from the three one four to the four one three. That's right. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's. I love her so much. Um, she's brilliant. We're so lucky to have her. But she was talking about really having self care um, uh -huh. and having the self care extend beyond to employee care. And so, you know, what you're saying about medical advice or you know caretaking of yourself, I think. Yeah. That's, absolutely. That's a real thing that people are thinking about right now. Um, and so I wanted to see um, if you just want to talk for a minute about the March cover. Yeah. Because um, you said, you know, you you were so excited about I this. Was I really think it's because it's a sports theme. Sure. Yeah. That probably has something to do with it. Because <laughs> you're kind a of, baller. It's I mean. kind of like a baseball spring training issue. Um, so, yeah, we, we got linked up by a resident to Jack Powers, who um, was recently in Northampton High School, really good baseball player. And now he's in college. He's going to get drafted um, at some point, I think after this year, in the MLB. His mentor was Eric Osberg, who also went to Northampton High School and is currently with the Tampa Bay Rays. And then both their mentors is Peter Faste, who um, he's the Boston Red Sox hitting coach. So it was just like we were just following these breadcrumbs, and they just kind of all came together to, to make this like incredible story. And um, shout out to Melissa Sances, who did a lot of the work behind that. Um, great writer that writes for Northampton Living. And um, she had this idea, and it all came together. And good job, Melissa. It looks great. I can't wait to read it. This hasn't hit my mailbox yet, so I'm excited to read it. Um, but Daniel Ryder, thank you so much for being here. It's oh, that's been it? I was really having so awesome. much fun. I thought we were just getting started. <laughs> and you also need to say thank you to our sponsors, Greenfield Savings Bank, my employer, 10 branches throughout Franklin and Hampshire County. GSB has been around for 154 years. Thank you so much for all the great work that you do. Also to George O'Brien and Business West. Without their publications and their events um, and their notification of who's doing what in the community, um, we'd be very lost. And also to Craig De La Pena, another shout out to him. Um, he just came on as a sponsor as well. So thank you, Craig, with um, Sugar Maple Trailside Inn, where you can stay on Chestnut Street in Florence. Uh, Murphy Realtors, that you can uh, try him for realty services um, and also his Rail to Trail stuff. Daniel Ryder, publisher of Northampton Living and Longmeadow Neighbors. Thank you so much. Ryder Media, you've been great. This is Tara Brewster with the Western Mass Business Show. Take care. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.